good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. As you know, we've been reading Second uh, Thessalonians, and there's only three chapters, and we've we've read all three chapters. I'm going to do a little summary of this second <clears throat> the second epistle of Paul's going to the Thessalonians. Basically, if we look at the the first chapter, um, Paul is you know giving thanks for the Thessalonians and their faith and their perseverance. And you can look at verse 3, we ought always indeed are morally obligated to give thanks to God for you brothers and sisters as is, as is fitting because your faith is growing ever greater and the love of each one of you toward one another is continually increasing. He mentions that he speaks to them, you know, with pride among the churches of God and for their their firm faith in the midst of their persecution and just says that God will repay those who distress them with distresses you know that those people will will reap what they sow basically is the way that I look at that um, and you know that's essentially you know the at the end of the first chapter he, he says they, that he constantly he says we constantly pray for you so that, you know, um, God will fulfill every desire for goodness and complete their every work of faith. You can see that down in verses 11. <laughs> in verses, in verse 11. So, um, so this is a short letter and the, the chapters also are short. So, in chapter 2, Paul speaks to them again about the day of the Lord and about the fact that Jesus has not come back yet, and he explains to them, like you can look at, uh, you can just look at the first verse and, and see that this is the subject. Now in regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to meet him, we ask you brothers and sisters not to be quickly unsettled or alarmed either by, you know, a spirit or a message alleged to be from Paul, etc. And that's in the first couple of verses. So he talks about that and he tells them, explains to them that there's an apostasy that will come that is a great abandonment of faith by Christians, by people who profess to be Christians. You know, are we really a Christian if we abandon our faith? You know, you know that's maybe a little debatable, but nonetheless there will be this great apostasy. So... And then the lawless one, the Antichrist, will come up. And you can see that in verse 8. Then the lawless one will be revealed, and the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and bring him to an end by the appearance of his coming. So, and uh, let's see. Again, he says we should and are morally obligated always to give thanks to God for you believers beloved by the Lord because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation and that's in verse 13 and he you know again says good things about them to them wishes you know kind of blesses and prays good for them so that they would obtain and share in the glory of Lord Jesus Christ uh, so then he encourages them to stand firm and hold on to what he they've been taught whether by mouth or letter from them and then Again, he prays that God will comfort and encourage and strengthen their hearts, and that is the end of 
chapter 2. Now again, short chapters, and then we come to chapter 3. And finally, he asks them, he says, Finally, brothers and sisters, pray continually for us that the word of the Lord will spread rapidly and be honored. And he's talking about throughout the world that we will be rescued from perverse and evil men, for not everyone has the faith. And this is in the first couple of verses. And he um, then talks to them about um, withdrawing from undisciplined uh, Christians or, or brothers or sisters that are living undisciplined lives and are not uh, not practicing what they should be, basically talking about them not working and just living off the others, kind of just being, you know, you hate to say it this way, but just kind of being a leech or someone who's just, you know, they're being lazy, being idle, and they're just living off the others in the congregation, the more well-to-do people or the ones who are actually working and he tells them, you know, to try to admonish them and not, you know, not associate as much with them and, you know, try to shame them and admonish them as believers to doing the correct things, you know. Because he says, let's see if I can find this, because he's telling them not to, uh, not to treat them, you know, terribly. Let's see. Well, he commands he 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 commands those people to uh, actually you know try to try to work and try to support themselves. But let me see. Well, I am I am missing my verse here. I'm sorry. But anyway, he he shows himself as an example. He says, you know, we did not eat anything without paying for it, and we worked when we were there among you to set an example. So you know. So, they, you should not just depend on others to support you. And, you know. Oh, here he is in verse 15. Do not regard him as an enemy, but keep admonishing him as a believing brother. You're just trying to teach them to do better. And then Paul prays and blesses them that, that the Lord of peace would grant his peace to them at all times. And then to close the letter, in verse 17, Paul writes this final greeting with his own hand and making it a distinguishing mark in every letter of his that will show it is genuine so that they will not be able to be fooled by someone sending them a letter that would be false. So this way, in this way, he can make it, make them um, give them a way to know for sure that the letter they receive is legitimate and from him. And then he asked the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, and he ends the letter. And that is the end of the Second Thessalonians uh, epistle, which is shorter than the first. It covers uh, the day of the Lord again, like I think that was an issue for them. Uh, but other than that, uh, he commended them for their faith and perseverance in this. And the one thing he really... Uh, wanted them to try to work on was to get those among their congregation that were just being idle and lazy to get them to to work and do something productive you know that would be better for them than just sitting around being busybodies and and living off other people's um work and productivity so 
we should at least try to support ourselves. You know, admittedly, there are times when we might have troubles with that, but uh, it's definitely correct that we try to support ourselves and our families. So, all right, and that is my summary of Second Thessalonians. It's very short because it is very short. It's a short letter. Um, there's really just uh, um, not you know a lot there because the, the letter is short and the chapters are short but what is there is very good and it's good to take note of these things um, more than likely as with most things I probably uh, maybe I probably do not see or bring out every little thing maybe I miss things and that's uh, to be expected I'm not perfect so but uh, I want to thank you for listening hope you have a wonderful day and remember God loves you <laughs>